Hello, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F. as in Fellowship, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Friday, September 24th, 2021, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today, we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in Chapter 6, into action on page 86. We will be reading and commenting on the first paragraph only on page 86, which begins with when we retire at night and ends with what corrective measures should be taken. Today's readers are Tanya G, Kathy M, Reva P, Roz G, and Sam S. The share ID numbers for yesterday, Thursday, September 23rd, 2021, are 17,798 for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. That's 17798. And 17,799 for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. That's 17799. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tanya G. to read the OA 12 Steps. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Tanya G., Compulsive Overeater, the 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed, became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 
and 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service and have a great day. Thank you, Tanya G. I will now ask Kathy M. to read the OA 12 Traditions. Good morning. This is Kathy M. from Michigan, a recovering compulsive overeater. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to serve, and have a wonderful day. Thank you, Kathy M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book and we will be reading and commenting on the first paragraph only on page 86, which begins with when we retire at night and ends with what corrective measures should be taken. I will now ask Reva P. to go ahead and read that for us. Good morning. This is Reva P., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day. Where were we so resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do we owe an apology? 
have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with someone else at once? Uh, Sorry, I have so much written here. Um, Were we kind and loving toward all? What could we have done better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? Or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. So good morning. This is Reva P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater. Um, I should know this paragraph by heart. Um, So... Um, Step 11 for me has three parts, before I go to bed, when I wake up, and all throughout the day, which is a great reminder for me that my striving is towards conscious contact with God basically all day long because it's in the evening, it's in the morning, and all day long. And I was so struck when I first came into program, one of the first meetings I attended was discussing this part of step 11 about before we go to bed. And I thought, what a concept. You know, for me, everything was about I'll start in the morning. And here we have just read about step 10. You know, if we're doing step 10 all day long, it's just mind-boggling to me that the authors of the book knew I still need to do a review before I go to bed. It's not about postponing everything for tomorrow, tomorrow, let's do it in the morning. Before I go to bed, even if I've been doing my step 10s all day, I need this time of reflection and self-inventory. This is to me like a safety net. You know, what did I miss? What did I miss um, throughout the day? And I love this business of constructively review because this is about building up and having a positive, um, positive vision, positive focus. What, where did I go wrong? What could I have done better? It's always about constructively building up. It's not about beating myself up. Oh, why did you do this? And how could you have done that? You should know better. Um, and I ask myself all these questions. And it's amazing um, even working throughout the whole day, um, to the best of my ability, there's always, always something that I find, always some question that I can't answer. Yeah, I, I was fine with that. There's always something. And then I love how it ends looking at corrective measures. It's, again, a positive focus. What can I do better? How can I do better tomorrow? So that I'm constantly growing and improving um, in my thoughts, words, and behaviors. And the last thing I'll say is this business of forgiveness. I have heard it said, forgiveness can also be understood as I am for giving up my anger. I am for giving up the self-pity. I am for giving up morbid reflection. Um, And I love that warning of not using this as an opportunity to beat myself on the head with morbid reflection and remorse or worry. This is about how did it go? How can I do better? Please, God, help me do your will um, and be the person you would have me be um, tomorrow. And uh, with that, I pass. Thanks so much, Reva P. 
Now, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you haven't shared on a vision for you in the past couple of days and would like to share on just that first paragraph on page 86 in the big book, when we retire at night through what corrective measures should be taken, please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Margaret E. Larry K. I heard Barbara and Larry, and who didn't I hear just now? Margaret D. Oh, Margaret D. Gotcha. Anyone else? Sam S. Sam S. Lynn S. Lynn S. Okay, we've got Barbara E, Larry K, Margaret D, Sam S, and Lynn S. Barbara E, go right ahead. Rebecca, thank you so much for your service. And after that beautiful share, I don't know what more I could add to it. Um, but I'll try. There is some confusion about whether the nightly inventory is step 10 or step 11. In the big book, it's definitely step 11, but in the 12 and 12, it refers to it as step 10. For me, I prefer to do it as step 11 at the end of my day when I'm quiet. This nightly review challenges me honestly to review my day. It's meant to reveal those areas where I'm having difficulties in my life, to let me see them clearly. And it also serves as a reminder of the things that I'm doing well today and for which I'm grateful. There are several ways to do this inventory, as long as we do it, but I do it between myself and my higher power. He always challenges me to deal with my feelings, listing my negative feelings and my positive feelings and what I can do better tomorrow morning. Again, what is God's plan for me in the morning with God's help? I examine my actions honestly because I can't lie to God. He knows everything. I identify where I was resentful, dishonest, fearful, self-seeking, inconsiderate so I can learn from my mistakes and build on my successes. And I don't believe the purpose is to stir up negative feelings and guilt, but to continue along the path of progress. And if I've done something wrong, I have to promptly make amends as soon as possible and do it sincerely. After that, I repeat the actions of step six and seven, asking my higher power to guide me and remove any defects I discovered through this nightly inventory as I became aware of them. At first, I felt kind of awkward. It seemed like it was a senseless exercise, and I wondered what it meant when it said, what have I packed into the stream of life? But I learned that it meant for me, what did I do for others? Did I make calls? Did I accept them even if it was inconvenient? Did I help a neighbor? Did I examine the process of what my thought life is? I no longer feel awkward about it. It helps me to clearly see myself as I am and who I'm not. 
but I know that God loves me anyway and will always guide me to be better. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from that power. We now have that vital sixth sense, but we must go further, and that means more actions. It's an ongoing process. I may be recovered, thank you, I may be recovered today, but tomorrow the process begins again. Thank you, team. There's Friday I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. Larry K. Good morning, Rebecca. Uh, thanks so much for your service, Larry K. Recovered uh, from Chicago. You know, I, I, I follow kind of a spiritual roadmap, this, this way of living, and, and we're reading the paragraph on um, and what we do when we retire at night. If we if, let's take a look at the three spiritual directives, you know, that are that are providing the big book for step 11. The first the first directive that I'm given is prayer and meditation. Uh, the second directive, what we're what we're talking about now or reading about now is is a review of my behavior every evening. And the, the, the third spiritual directive is going to show up when we consider our plans for the day, you know, the, the stuff we do in the morning. So in, in the paragraph we're reading this uh, this morning. I'm focused on the the second spiritual directive of step 11, reviewing my behavior. And the big book, of course, uh, provides 10 questions we ask ourselves uh, when we retire at night. And what's, you know, what's really important for me to understand is that what I don't get accountable for, I will repeat. And in many ways, it's the nature of human beings. It's certainly the nature of addicts. And, and nobody's saying that you're a bad person if you forget to do this directive at night, you know. I mean, after all, human beings can forget. I forget. But the idea is that we make a daily practice of this. In other words, the big book is laying out this spiritual roadmap for living that's going to ensure, you know, that I not only stay uh, in this recovered state, but that I, that I grow. I have to grow. And, and this is not a theoretical book that they're telling us what they've seen and what they've experienced themselves, right? You know, again, I'm I'm reminded, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough. We all all know that line. They're begging me. You know, we've, we've, they said, watched people drop like flies, and we're telling you what you're going to have to do if you want to get well and if you want to stay well. And yet the paradox is, you know, easy does it. Got to take it easy. But I'm reminded, easy does it, but do it. So taking action, following these spiritual directives, does, you know, does not go hand in hand with being manic, right? We find that we can actually take action and be serene and peaceful. And I've personally found that doing this, you know, doing this inventory does not have to be complex. I'm, you know, if I'm attempting to earn an A+, in, in sort of a course called advanced nightly uh, inventory or something, I, I'm doing it wrong. Just 10 simple questions that culminate in asking for forgiveness and, and taking corrective action. You know, my God, just wrapping up, Rebecca, my God is not giving out, you know, like cool stickers for the best nightly review, you know? So, so when I practice this consistently, what happens is I become, become more humble in doing this you know, what is God's will for me and how can I best carry out, God, what your will is for me. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. 
Margaret B. Rebecca, hey, this is Margaret B. in Georgia. I, um, I need to pass. I had a huge question come up, and I'm just going to wait till the second hour. I apologize. Okay, Margaret D., if you have time later and you want to try again in this hour, just give it a shot. Okay, Sam S. Good morning, Rebecca. Thanks for leading. I'm Sam S. I'm a recovered compulsive eater. Um, I, I love Step 11. Um, and I have to remember, too, that this is Step 11. I could not do this when I was in the food and in my food behaviors. I tried to um, actually to send out my reviews on like a uh, and an Excel sheet and it was it was like self it was I was doing it for self improvement and for accolades. I wasn't actually doing it to have a conscious uh, relationship with um, the God of my understanding. And uh, you know something that I uh, uh, really um, stuck with me this morning was, you know, that we do this all day long. Um, and it can, I guess it can seem kind of overwhelming. Like I have to do this from, from the moment I go to bed to the moment I go to bed the next day. But I mean, when I was in the food and the food behaviors, that was all I thought about was all day was how am I going to get the food? How am I going to get the weight? How am I going to, what am I going to, it was really exhausting. So getting to do this in a constructive sense is, is, that's nothing in comparison to to the suffering that I was in and the food and the behaviors and um and the exercise bulimia and the anorexia it was just it was exhausting um i I love these questions and i am I'm learning so much about um the constancies of some of the things that come up for me. I love this question here were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? I feel like that's a really kind question because I'm self selfish and self centered. That's the root of my trouble. Of course I'm thinking about myself <laughs> most of the time. Um and these uh you know the questions that we have in the um in the eleventh step review especially uh one of the things that I'm learning is how judgmental I am about everybody and everything. And those are opportunities for me to take them into inventory. Um I used to think, you know, resentment was, you know, any time that I was like, you know, stewing in anger, but anytime I have a judgment, that's an opportunity to look at me. Um and I have them very frequently. I have them every single day. Um so getting to do that work and that digging with someone um, someone else's in, in inventory is really, really great. And, you know, doing the nightly review with someone in um, that morning meditation, um, you know, my time with my sponsor, my time with others, um, they can pick out um, areas and avenues that maybe I don't see um, the patterns over and over again. So that way I can invite God in. And that's what I think that the review process is mostly for me is where were the areas that I was in complete self-reliance and not realizing it? What can I do better with God's help? Um, where can I invite God in? I had an example where, um, you know, I was really struggling at work and I couldn't figure out how to do it and where to focus and there was too much to do. And, and someone made the suggestion, well, what about praying before mm -hmm. work? Oh, thank you. I guess with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Sam S. Lynn S., and then we'll take more people to share. Good morning. This is Lynn S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto, Canada. 
I've been in programs since 1989, and I could never, ever do this. I sort of tried, but not really, because, like, well, when do you do it? When you retire? I'm tired by the time I retire at night. I can't possibly do that, or I'm falling asleep, or I just could not get the hang of it. And meeting after meeting, people would talk about it and how much they're doing it, and I thought, well, that's great, but I can't do it. I do mine in the morning, you know. (laughs) So anyway, finally this year rolls around, and it was suggested very strongly that I just shut up and do it. So I did, and it has been amazing. It has been absolutely amazing. I don't know what it takes in me to get me to do certain stuff. But when I do it, the results are astounding. And what I especially love is, have I kept something to myself that should be discussed with another at once? Now, I must admit, I do not do this at when we retire at night because I'm, I'm too tired, so I do it about an hour earlier. But that question always gets me. And if there is something that I need to discuss with somebody else at once, I stop right then and I start phoning until I get somebody. And it's just it's just been so huge. I don't know why that particular thing sticks with me, but I think it's for me it's the weism. It's the we of the program. You know, we of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than one hundred men and women. We is the first word and the first step. It's not about me and me being self-reliant or I'll take care of that tomorrow or it's no big deal. I am so grateful for that. And I also heard somebody share just a couple of weeks ago that this was expressing gratitude to God for their day. And that made all the difference for me because I have no problem doing that in the morning. The gratitude is bursting out of me. So to sit and formally do it at night and express my gratitude again just doesn't get any better than that. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn S. If you haven't shared on a vision for you on Wednesday or Thursday and would like to share on the first paragraph on page 86 in the big book, When We Retire at Night, through what corrective measures should be taken, please press star 1 to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Chris G. Chris G. Linda D. Linda D. Hi, Jackie Randy. R. Oh, try again. Jackie R. Jackie R. And who was the other person? Come Carla F. Carla F. is in Frank. Right. Gotcha. Were you the person that spoke at the same time as Jackie? Do you know? Hmm. Toby okay. K. Let's, Toby K. Yeah, go right ahead. Next, next. I have room for at least three more people. If you are moved to share. Irene B. Irene B. I should say we have room, not I have room. (laughs) Anybody else want to hop in? 
Okay. Let's take Chris G, Linda D, Jackie R, Carla F, Toby K, Irene B, and did someone just unmute? Chris G. Oh, Chris G. Great. You're 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 ready to roll. Go ahead, Chris G. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks everybody for uh being here today. Um I am I am uh um Excited about this. Um, I want to hear what everybody has to say. I was looking at it before the meeting, and the things that stuck out to me were constructive, constructive review. And reviews mentioned twice. It's like we make our constructive review, and after making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire uh, what corrective measures should be taken. And if I were to put it, <clears throat> the idea into my own words, um, I thought of, uh, am I holding God's hand today? Uh, it ha- am I holding God's hand? Uh, when I hold God's hand, I can relax and I don't have to struggle. It's like I don't have to do it on my will, my effort, my time. I can surrender to what God puts uh, in, my, uh, in my stream of life, in my path. Uh, this chapter's into action. And I, I just had a couple of people ask me to do something um, this week. And, and it's like, oh, I couldn't make that happen. I had to be available. And it was so easy. The things that I did for people were so easy. It wasn't hard. But God uh, gave me the opportunity. And so I, I wasn't being selfish and self-centered when I was helping those people. And also, uh, for me, uh, the part where it says, we must be careful not to drift into worry. Oh, boy, I could be a professional worrier. And uh, remorse or morbid reflection, yeah, I could go there. I could be negative. So I would just like... um, for myself, uh, from, from going forward, because this is a new idea uh, for, for me, that, that in my nightly review, am I holding God's hand or did I hold God's hand? Um, and, and that is just an idea that, that I find very positive and hopeful. And uh, with that, I will pass. Thank you, Chris G. Linda D. Good morning. Hi, it's Linda D. I'm recovered in Connecticut. Hmm. What a paragraph. Um, this program is astounding. Frankly, because God is astounding. And considering that I've been in the program a really long time, and I was an atheist, it's amazing that I know God is real and most times I can say to God uh, I can talk to God and listen to God through the work that I've learned this this practice this discipline of kind of scanning my thoughts and looking at what the hell is it that I'm doing am I aligned with love or is fear taking over because basically those are my choices oh and food Am I going to self-destruct with food? I better have my attention on that because I'm very skilled at self-destruction. And it came out of ignorance 
which I can't claim anymore because I've been given the gift of knowing I have a disease. It isn't going anywhere and success in this program can really confuse me. It doesn't mean I got this now. It means every success I have is because I'm relying on a higher power. And it's not some far off event in my experience. It's within. So that's where I turn. I have to turn within. Being human, I wake up with an opinion. Oh my. It might be a very good one. Go to the bathroom. There's a good one. And after that, all bets are off. I've learned. Practice, practice. I make a lot of mistakes. Stay with this higher power within. For me, the hand of God, of course, is immense. Of course, immense. But my hands are God's hands if I align, align myself with love, not fear. What a wonderful, astounding program this is. I am so very grateful. And I pass. Thank you, Linda D. Jackie R. Jackie, star one to unmute. Hi, I'm sorry. I was going on. <laughs> uh, my, can you hear me now? I do hear you, Jackie. I just had to unmute to answer you. Go right ahead. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, my name is Jackie, and I am a compulsive eater, eater from Gloucester, Mass. And as we read this paragraph, um, something just popped into my head. Um, before I had done the steps um, formally, and I had reached the step of doing my inventory at night or in the morning, uh, my sponsor asked me to do something. And I thought, ah, this is kind of weird, but okay. She asked me to list five things that I did that were positive that day, the day before, and to write one thing that I could it could have been done been done better. And at first I was having trouble, a lot of trouble finding the five things that I did well. But after I did it for consecutive days, it just would come to me and also the one thing that uh could have been done better. Um it just was a good prelude to doing this inventory. And when I came to do this formally, it was so much more meaningful. I don't know why, but I believe it was because I had that emphasis beforehand. So that's a pre-example of what can be done to help one help someone else to help themselves so that when that formal step comes in, that will have more ease into it. Thank you for letting me share. I'm going to um, star one again. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jackie R. Uh, 
Carla F. Carla, star one to unmute. Can you hear me now? Yes, Carla. I was about Thank to you. give up. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you didn't. It's Carla uh, in recovery in OA and, and now in the vision for you. First time talking on this meeting. And uh, someone talked the other day who was brand new and it gave me courage. So uh, about the reading, I... Um, do my 10th step in the morning and I do gratitudes and several other things. I answer the question, what could I do better? And um, of late, I've been seeing that God wants me to do something different with my evenings. And just from this meeting, I get it that um, no reason for me not to do my 10th step in the evening and review the day, which I do anyway, and why not write it down? So um, it's always brilliant to me, the big book, everything they say. Uh, you know, when I came into OA years ago, I had every opinion under the sun about what they were saying and that I absolutely could do it better. <laughs> And that part of me is gone. Thank you very much. I appreciate support and uh, wisdom. And I don't want to be God. I don't want to be in charge. So uh, what could I do better is a great question. What am I grateful for? I write those things. And uh, anything troubling me, just turn it over before sleep. So thanks for letting me share. And I will pray to do it tonight. I pass. Thanks, Carla F. Toby K. Hi, Toby. Toby K. Could you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Okay, thank you. Um, so, um, yeah. So when I do my ten step, I I don't bother reading. Um, this whole paragraph and I do leave, leave out certain things like what could I do better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? What would, what could we do for others? Be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection. So that would diminish our usefulness to others. Um, yeah, I'm so guilty of those things, even though I do the 10 step and I, and I feel, wow, doing great job. But, um, yesterday I did, and many other days I do drift into worry, uh, and morbid reflection and I can't believe how much it paralyzes me. I, um, I don't want to reach out. Uh, I'm just into myself. Um, it's usually when my husband is out playing cards or do something fun for himself. And I get stuck, stuck in the mud. So um, I, I was 
well, God does for you what you can't do for yourself. I uh, I didn't shower in the morning. I had other things going on. And um, I saw in one of the chats, take a shower. I said, oh, my gosh, take a shower. Great idea. And it really took me out of myself. And then somebody uh, posted another thing on a chat. Does anybody want to do a 10-step? And I actually called the person. And I find I have that trouble of, like, clenching my fist, getting into myself, and getting and getting high, getting high on myself. So I really need to um, work harder and read this paragraph because, after all, God gave me eyes and a brain to use that I could read. And hopefully I will make that call to get me out of myself and get out of my pity pot. And thank you for letting me share, I pass. Thank you, Toby K. Irene B. And then we'll have time for more. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. I'm Irene B. Gratefully recovered bulimic from Louisiana. Let me rephrase that. Abstinent bulimic who will be recovered when I start to love and accept myself instead of hating and rejecting myself. It's so important for me to have that level of clarity. I'm recovered from bulimia, but I am not recovered from self-loathing, self-hatred, self-rejection. And the only way I can do that is to connect to my higher power. He's my only source, self-reliance leads me to self-hatred, self-rejection. And the only way I can access my higher power is to connect with him. And I don't know how to connect with him because I am undisciplined. This book says that we're undisciplined. I'm the worst of all because, yes, I'm terminally unique. I connect to my higher power by coming to this meeting because I didn't know how to do it on my own. Thank you so much, you guys. I love you all. I appreciate you so so much because you remind me that I'm not alone. I have my higher power. And if I reach out to you, I have you. For me, lack of discipline gets in the way. For sure. And I love what this, and I, I love the shares from today. It's like a spiritual experience. What I'm not accountable for, I will repeat. So on a daily basis, I'm going to be accountable to my higher power. Because if I'm not accountable to my higher power, I will repeat it. Thanks be to God for that message. Also, I thought I, I, I self-loathe and I self-beat myself. I self-flagellate because I don't work program like my hair on, is on fire. And what that means to me is to be conscious with my steps 10 and 11, staying connected to my higher power, prayer and meditation, morning, noon, and night throughout the day. And that's the key. That's something that I cannot do. And thank you, Lord. But I heard somebody share that at nighttime, let me speak for me, I am spent. I am exhausted. And sleeping comes really hard by me. So when I'm feeling that I can't take it anymore, I've got to go to bed or I'm going to lose it. 
I gotta. I need God. I need to bring God into my daily life, and I am completely on self-reliance. And how do I bring my God into my daily life? I don't know. I know I need to do it. I know that it's my only solution to bring God. I need to get right with myself and with God, and the only way I know to do that is to connect to God. And all I need to be happy and to be joyous and free Okay, I'll just say that I don't need my abusive, emotionally unavailable, cruel husband to be happy. I need to be grateful for all that my higher power has given me. And I ran out of time, and that's really sad because my heart is just filled with emotion that I can connect to my higher power so I can learn self-love. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Irene B. Okay. If you haven't shared on a vision for you on Wednesday or Thursday and would like to share on the first paragraph on page 86 in the big book when we retire at night, please press star 1 to unmute and state your first name and last initial. We have room for probably three more shares, maybe even four. Nadia E. Nadia E. Did I get that right? Yes. Okay. Blanca BG. Blanca BG. Who's going to close this out? Margaret D. Margaret D. You got back in. Perfect. Okay. We're going to go with the three of you. Nadia E. Blanca BG. And Margaret D. Nadia E. Go right ahead. Good morning, family. It's Nadia E. from Toronto and just did my stretches with God. Um, so this paragraph is, um, is just paramount for me in my life, in my recovery. Um, so, you know, like many of us, I need to do steps 10, 11 all day long. Starts with before. Before I put my feet on the ground in the morning, I'm still lying in bed and I'm doing, um, like I start with on awakening, um, but it just gets me. And then when I, I get up, I get on my knees, it just grounds me and I surrender, I surrender resentment and I surrender my selfishness. It's what I want, what Nadia wants. And I ask God to please align my will with your will. And the, and the self-centered um, or the self-seeking behaviors where I become, um, you know, I use my silent scorn. I use my avoidance. I use all the things that keep me in the disease. And I don't want that. Um, and God doesn't want that for me. So I surrender that as well. And then... Um, I think about the lies that I tell myself and I surrender those and the fears, you know, and it all stems from fear and ego and I surrender ego, um, you know, and I just want to be present. I need to be present and I surrender my food, my food choices and volume. And then 
and I'm accountable, and that's so important that people in my in my tribe are accountable to me, and I'm accountable to them and to my higher power. So that's what keeps me clean and sober and sane in the 24 hours. And you don't know how grateful I am for this meeting, for each and every one of you all over the world, um, tuning in, you know, Monday to Friday, and then on the weekends with the special editions. Like, it's just, it's it's just wonderful, and um, so yeah, and I and I and I always look at my gratitudes and share my gratitudes. So it's like, what did I? Where did I err? How can I improve? How can I change? And what can what can I teach? And what can I learn today? And um, so I'm looking forward to um, spending the weekend with my husband and my 96 year old mother-in-law. And I surrender both of them. I am completely powerless over my husband and my mother-in-law. Um, and just in, just asking how I could be of service and how to have fun. That's it. Take care. Have a great weekend. And bye for now. Thank you, Nadia E. Blanca BG. <clears throat> Good morning. This is Blanca BG. And... Um, Florida. Wow. What a year this has been. I mean, I think talking about prayer, I haven't, I don't think I've ever prayed as much as as the uh, past year and a half prayed for. Oh my God. Uh, first of all, the obvious that the, the pandemic would, you know, would just go away and the fear that it caused me and the uncertainty and um, so many of my character defects, my emotional character defects came out in this past year and a half. Fear, not wanting to accept anxiety, the situation, this, this thing that happened all over the world had a profound effect on me, but there was one thing I had forgotten it had a profound effect on the people around me. Others were scared. Others were, were full of anxiety and fear. I didn't, that didn't even resonate with me. All of the, the, the horrors, uh, the emotional horrors that were creeping back at me, they, others were experiencing it too. So I began to pray for that. I began to pray for, be there. Be there for others. Understand that they are going through the same that you are in all of this. And many, many worse. So a miracle happened in that I was opened up. I, I became open more to others, to listening to them. To how can I be of service to others? And I had never been that way. It was all about me. So what this prayer did was an absolute miraculous thing. As time went on, I I started to forgive. I wanted to forgive. I wanted to be understanding. I wanted to say out loud, how can I be of service to you? What can I do for you today? And it did indeed take me away from myself and my problems. And then another miracle happened. A sister that I hadn't spoken to in seven years came to visit my son, and I prayed. 
I said, I let it be okay. I want to speak to her again. I want to forget the past and move on. And we were able to do that. This relationship that had been so broken was healed. And as a result, so were the people around us. Because resentments and things like that have a ripple effect on the ones that are around you. And what a beautiful four days we all had together because I was able to pray for forgiveness and pray that I might be of service to others and remember that they're all in pain as well. So once again, it was another miracle in my life. And I'm eternally grateful. And once again, to all of everyone on this line, everyone on this line, for every day saying, keep going, keep going, Blanca. I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Blanca BG. Margaret D., you're going to close us out. Um, hey, hey, Rebecca, um, this is Margaret D. in Georgia. May I be heard? Sure can hear you. Great, Margaret. Oh, okay, great. Thank you. Um, oh, gosh, there's so much in my heart, I can't even get a word out. Um so when we retire at night, the, the, okay, first of all, this is an example of practicing two-way prayer. This is an experience that I've had not once or twice, but it, it is like on a regular basis now. So I get ready to go to bed at night, and I'm running through my day. Okay, got up at six. Was I resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Mm, check, check, check. I was okay till 11, from say 11 to three, was I resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Mm, check, check, whoa, whoops, oh, caught that resentment towards my next door neighbor. Um, selfish, yeah, I didn't want him using my driveway. Um, afraid, yeah, I was afraid that, you know, he's gonna run over my pet petunias or something. Um, do I need to discuss this with another person at once? Because this is two-way prayer, I'm checking back and forth with my higher power, not in words, but in my heart. And it's like, no, you don't need to talk to somebody about that. Um, What could we have done better? I could have let him use my driveway. Where were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? Well, from that period of time, from, you know, noon till one o'clock or whatever, yeah, I was. Were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? No. Um, And here's the big one. But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection. I am done with that period of from, say, 10 till 1 or whatever when the neighbor thing was going on. And now I move on to from 1 to 3. Was I selfish, resentful, dishonest, or correct? Checking it out. Yep. Okay, there. And I do that for periods of time during the day so that I can check out from the time I woke up till the time I got ready to go, or I'm getting ready to go to bed. Um, I ask God's forgiveness for being such a dipshit about my next door neighbor, and I inquire what corrective measures should be taken. I'm going to bed. I've cleaned, you know, I've done everything that I can possibly do there. So many times I've woken up the very next morning and the very first thought in my head is an answer to what I do with the neighbor. 
it's an answer to where I was selfish or, or whatever. It's just there. And this is the two-way prayer of it. I talk to God. I tell him where I screwed up at night. I wake up in the morning and boom, there's the answer. Margaret, if if he bothers you, go to the grocery store when he's out. You, you know, I mean, it's like this is these are no-brainers. But And I'm going to wrap it up with that. It is such a process. It's like weaving a tapestry. I have to talk, but I have to listen. And that's the two-way prayer is, you know, speaking it to my heart. And then God speaks back to me through my heart. Um, And with that, I pass. Thanks, Margaret D. Thank you, everyone for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Friday, September 24th, 2021, 7 a.m. Eastern time is 17,808. That's 17808. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Roz G. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Yes. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you have and join us in the fellowship. Oops, excuse me. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then. <laughs>